The Roundtable is a casual conversation between members of the ICO Alert team. At no point should anything said during this podcast be construed as legal, tax, financial, or investment advice. For sake of transparency, members of this week's podcast own the following coins. Bitcoin, Ethereum, EOS, Tron, Walton Chain, and IOST. Boom! ICO Alert Round Tablers. Round Tabler. Can you see us? This is crazy. We can see you. So we took a little bit of advice from our friends over there at everything EOS? Yeah, yeah. EOS? Yeah, I wouldn't call them friends, but yeah, definitely. Acquaintances. Acquaintances. You know what my biggest problem is? They, They used this nice purple linen that we thought would you know make more sense for the round table that makes more sense those guys need like a black linen with the mm. eos logo on it yeah the eos logo mm. the everything operating system what is it earth, earth operating earth system? operating system yep did you guys know earth has its own operating system it's eos it's eos baby anyway soundboard yeah we need that soundboard going i'm going welcome back to another episode of the round table you're here you're finally seeing our beautiful faces. If you haven't already seen our beautiful faces plastered everywhere, I'm Ev. I'm Q. This is the round table. Boom. And you know, we always got to start off by giving some love to our guys on YouTube. Let's check it out real quick. Who are our big commenters on YouTube from last week's episode? If you checked in, I told Ev to uh, you know put together notes for this episode which technically I guess I should be doing, but we didn't have any notes for this episode. So, <laughs> so we're just basically winging it. Um, but that's okay because, you know, we're getting better and better at, uh, you know, making we, things up. At least we think we are. Um, we had Ederbase on the podcast today. So, you know, later in the episode, uh, Ederbase is a European-based exchange. Yeah. Uh, they're currently set to go live in Q4, I think. So, um, yeah, we had a... Fun time talking with Ashton over at Tor Solutions, um, who is helping, obviously, Ederbase uh, with their launch. Right. So we're excited for that. Hopefully, you guys like that. Um, yeah, and we got to interview. talk a little Ederbase, and we also got to talk about really a lot of things going on with Ashton. He's been involved in a bunch of different projects. Wanted Crazy. to talk to him about what he thinks of which direction the market's going in, where he thinks ICOs are heading. Um, and, you know, he's been on some crazy crypto cruises he's betting brock pierce playing poker and winning money from brock pierce meeting roger ver and seeing charlie lee spend his money that he sold uh the top four (laughs) so yeah uh definitely stay tuned for that that will be coming up at the break we're going to uh bring ashton on and talk to him again give us some feedback if you guys like the video style if you don't like seeing my ugly mug that's fine you know my wife can deal with it. You guys don't have to. And, uh, you know, that's it. Yep. I have to deal with that shit too. Well, yeah, Q has to deal with it. So, uh, I mean, Hey, it's all good. But anyway, I want to give some love to these guys. I don't, (laughs) I want to give some love to these commenters from round table 15 time traveling to Boston. If you haven't seen it yet, check it out on YouTube. Q, do you want to read the first comment there? No, No, I, I prefer to have you read it and me react. Okay, so the first comment is from CR. It's like a prose. It is a prose. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tragedy, actually. It's, yep. a, it's a long-form tragedy. Zach, Zach, he won't talk back, has a swag bag, but no ball sack. Mm. He spelled your name wrong. Maybe he's talking about Zach Gall. Hopefully, because if he's talking about me, I'm unsubscribing this guy from <laughs> thing here. Round, he said, round table, pro 2A. Boom. What is that? You heard it here first. 2A, baby. You heard it here. Uh, USA, 2A. Pew, 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 here to stay. Smash the bell. Now it's cracked. So much liberty. Project back. I like this guy. He's a good poet, man. He's a good poet. If, and, and you know what this reminds me of? We were out in Philly, uh, and I, I heard the liberty bell ringing off in the distance with all these people who were just decentralizing the world. Wow. That's really dramatic of you. Very Nick Spanos of you. Whatever. Uh <laughs> Shep the Doge. So he hit you back. Yeah, he was talking about he the did. Doge. He did. So Q just got a Doge uh, named Shep. And uh, Shep the Doge, our new friend, Gimme Zach's Lutes, Rules to, to bend. bend. Is he speaking about the, the million dollar EOS bet? Maybe. I don't know what he's talking about with the loot, but 
There hasn't been any updates on the million dollar EOS bet in a while. What are you thinking? I'm thinking I'm going to win that bet, but it's only going to be worth like $5. What's it worth right now? Let's see. It's worth like what? $5,000. $5,000? Yeah. That's still no pocket change. No, it's, it's, it was a pretty good bet. It's always nice to make a bet with people that have a lot of money because they're willing to right. bet the odds. They'll part. Yeah, exactly. They don't care. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know the bet, real quick, brief, uh, I bet Rob in the, in the heat of the bull market. So right now it's easy to, easy to you know, make that bet and say, oh, like I would definitely do that. But at the time, EOS was going up literally 20% every week. Right. Something it was like crazy. That. Yeah, it was, it was nuts. We, we bought it like 50 cents. It was like at $12 at the time. So we basically bet that by the end of 2018, if EOS hit $1,000, I would owe Rob, who is on the Everything EOS podcast. So if we have any roundtablers on this podcast, go talk shit to the Everything EOS guys. Um, <laughs> Meanwhile, our audience is all Everything EOS guys. <laughs> That fun one here on accident, <laughs> especially now that we're on video, they're going to be like, who the fuck are these clowns? <laughs> we should call it everything EOS. <laughs> we should title it everything EOS <laughs> and then be like, fooled you, gotcha. bitch, round table. <laughs> Definitely. But anyways, the bet was $1,000 uh, or 1,000 EOS if EOS hit $1,000. So essentially it would be a million dollars that I would be paying him uh, if it hit $1,000. But as we all know, the bear market hit. Uh, something that no one could foresee, of course, except for anyone my. that's ever been in crypto. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, essentially, yeah, I'll, I'll get a thousand EOS from him, whatever that price ends up being. I love it. So uh, anyway, we're going to talk uh, about some more comments here. Yeah, Shay Stafford. I, I actually love this guy. Uh, Roundtabler slash cell biologist checking in. Uh, hey, Shay, tell us what culturing actually is, because I don't think we ever got a, a true answer. I think we were kind of answering on the podcast, but tell us what culturing actually is uh, on the next uh, comment section. Guys need some advice. How do I get my girlfriend to take crypto seriously? I'm, I'm with you, man. I can list 10 projects I think will change the world. I'm going to completely not talk about that EOS soundboard activated. <laughs> yet she keeps we talking. are going to get a soundboard though. We have to. Yeah, yeah. That will be what finally puts us over the edge. True. At least into Joe Rogan. like Yeah. Area. Yeah. 100%. We're there. We're halfway yeah. there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yet she keeps telling me to sell it all now. Help me out, brothers. I literally oh, can't. Shit. I can't help him. If she's me. telling you to sell now, I mean, when did you buy? Like, <laughs> what? why would you sell now? That's awful. Here's what you got to do. Just... Basically, distract her. So come up with something that is, you know, something maybe she likes. So your girlfriend, maybe she's into clothing or she likes purses. Anytime she brings up crypto, just talk about how you're really into, you know, the next Louis Vuitton thing that's coming out. Maybe you're going to buy that for her. And this will take her mind completely off of cryptocurrency. And then once the bull comes back, then you can remind her. And then you can actually maybe buy her one of these nice things that you keep, you know, distracting her with yeah all this that basically it's it's all fake money that's what that's what she's probably saying to you because i've heard that exact same thing and yeah until the bull market comes back and you won't be able to buy her anything it will continue to be fake money so until she gets that louis vuitton bag it's going to be right fake money. she doesn't know it's real yet so maybe actually you could just uh circumnavigate this whole thing and buy her something real with crypto or buy it with cash and say you bought it with crypto. <laughs> that would be even better because then you don't have to sell. Exactly. Boom. Shay Stafford, uh, you know, get ready to pay us for our consulting. Uh, Foggy Frogger. Okay. I've got beef with Foggy Frogger. He said, you should send Foggy Frogger a jump rope or just give me the damn swag bag. Foggy Frogger, I reached out to you on <laughs> Google Plus to try and give you some free shit, dude. What the hell? I'm trying to give you free shit. I messaged him on Google+. Plus. The only way you can get in touch with anyone on any of these things is you got to look at their YouTube profile and sometimes it doesn't have a, an email listed. So Foggy Frogger, me, Evan Schindler, my personal Gmail account with ICO Alert, Evan at ICO Alert. I reached out to you. Please answer. We'll be glad to send you a swag bag. There'll be maybe a jump rope in it. Uh, but if you take any longer, then I'm not giving you shit. So hurry up. You heard it. Michael Hillia. Three weeks in a row, gentlemen. Love oh. the show. Any more news in Walton Chain? Keep practicing that Aussie accent. You need it. Uh, well, I thought my Aussie accent was bad. Yours was like a, a Scottish accent at first. Yeah, so, okay. I have two good accents. I have the Northside Pittsburgh Yenzer Northside accent, and then I've got the Scotch accent from... Where is Scotch from? 
Scotland. From Glaswegian. Those are my only two good accents. So any other accent I try to do becomes some sort of, you know, combination of those two things. Your Aussie accent is going to make Michael Hillier never comment on our podcast oh, ever again. Man, you know, I, we're going to have Ryan in here. I'm going to wave Ryan in here uh, because he is the Walton Chain expert in the office. So when, when Ryan comes back, I don't see him in the office right now, but when he does, I'm going to wave him in. He's going to talk about Walton Chain, see what the updates are, because he brought me in at 18, and now it's at $3, <laughs> and I want to know. If I bring you in at 18 and take you out at 3 I'm sold. <laughs> yeah, so I haven't heard any news about Walton Chain. I guess the last time we talked about it was the whole scandal with the free giveaway that they had, Yeah, uh, which are giveaways you know, quickly turning into a... We basically need a scandal to give shit away. <laughs> on our show because I've tried to get in touch with two people that won stuff and none of them will respond. So mm. Mm. Mankarn was, was the guy that I followed through with this QR code. That Mankarn. Guy, yeah. yeah Mankarn so Mankarn, I know you like to comment on SoundCloud. Maybe uh, just shoot us a uh, something on YouTube real quick and let us know if you got your bits. He said, you know, he's rich now. Mm. Uh, we made Pete send him 5,000 bits yeah. from the, um, from the buns app. So is it up here. Buns. buns. I got buns. So I'm giving a, I'm giving some props out to a lot of people on the back of my computer. Um, people are going to think we get paid like a million dollars an episode with the amount of stickers I have on my computer, but uh, I really just put projects I like on the back. So don't think that we're getting paid by any of them. No, we, we're, we're not getting paid at all. This podcast is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my pillow. Have a good night's rest. A little me undies. Me undies. Oh, <laughs> I need some me undies. Anyway, so uh, I spent the last week uh, over there in Baston, and uh, if you have a chance, go check out Block Talk. What That's do you think good. of Block Talk overall as a concept? I like Block Talk. I think it really eases people into the conference in a good way. It's always done on the first night, which is great, and it gets people, you know, involved in. It, it's kind of like the hype for the the, the coming day. You know right. what I'm saying? It, it takes the it takes the party to the next level if you get my meaning. Yes, get my drift. I totally get your meaning and. I think I agree with you. A lot of times at conferences, people are just sitting there doing their elevator pitch over and over and over and over again. And it gets so boring. And I mean, hey, not that I don't love crypto, we're in the space, but a 15 minute pitch from someone, it's just, I don't want to have it. Like, let's cut that, you know? So what we do is it's called Block Talk. If you haven't heard of it yet, um, you know, check it out. It's on our YouTube channel. We've done uh, three episodes now. And it's just fun. It's just a fun way to engage the crowd. We ask them kind of like quick, quick hitting questions and I make them explain their project in one sentence. And usually mm. they start off with like a sentence that's not completely the whole project. And then I cut them off. And, but I always give people a chance to come back and redeem themselves. But you know, something I found actually with the block talk is if you come into a party and you've got good energy and you know, you've got the microphone, ICO alert media, I think we're a pretty good brand. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a good way for us to generate leads and a good way for us to make business connections through that. And, Definitely. and so I'd say if there's anyone out there, um, you know, maybe you're just an entrepreneur or you want to get in the crypto space or even not in the crypto space, just go out and just, just do content. You never know. You yeah. could do an interview with someone on the fucking street corner that's a nobody and it, and it really makes their day. I've had so many yeah. people interview me and say, man, this is awesome. Thank you so much for this content. Uh, you know, so if you're out there and you're, you're sitting around, you're sitting on your hands, you don't know what to do, just go out there and do it. Um, especially with crypto and stuff, a lot of these teams need FaceTime and they don't have the means to do it or, or you know, they're maybe not confident enough to do it. Um, that's, I think Block Talk's been a huge thing and it's fun. It's fun to watch. It's definitely fun to watch. It's fun to watch from afar because I'm usually behind the camera kind of seeing you interact with these people and a lot of the stuff doesn't like obviously you have to cut some of the interview from right. you. so a lot of the you know interaction doesn't even make it to the block talk and it's it's cool to see those interactions but um yeah i mean as far as the content goes if if us idiots can can do a podcast and be be you know semi okay about it <laughs> and have followers like yourselves uh, right you know, anybody can do it anybody can do it yeah um i'm just kidding Love you round two. No, boys. it is really hard. It is really hard. No, nobody can do it. Don't even try. <laughs> yep. Not. Seriously, especially in the crypto space. <laughs> do not compete with us. We're already, it's already hard enough with everything you guys taking all our shine away. All right. <laughs> <laughs> when are, why are we constantly, okay, I understand that we're constantly at war with everything yes. When are we going to take the fight to Wittgenstein's followers? That's a big thing too. Yeah. yeah. Bitkin, is it Wittgenstein or Wittgenstein? I think it's Stein. 
Okay, yeah. Bittgenstein, he actually got some love on our last episode from, uh, from Jamie Thompson. So it'll be completely unwarranted that we go out of our way to start a war with Bittgenstein. Well, I mean, you shouldn't fight a war on two fronts. It's not, uh, it's not smart. Yeah, true. It's the way a lot of people have lost wars. Yeah, Bittgenstein could probably tell us a lot about that. Exactly, yeah. He's a German himself, <laughs> so he would know. <laughs> but, you know, uh, Bittgenstein actually hit... Did you, did you listen to his latest episode? No, I, I, you know, I listened to like the first three episodes and then I haven't gotten the chance. Yeah, it's, his latest episode is actually really interesting. It's more of a, um, an audio play. So, yeah. I mean, people who are watching this maybe know about it. If you don't, uh, Bittgenstein, it's uh, Pete Kay. He's the head of globalization here. Um, although I think he changed his title recently. He's like, he does everything. He's a Swiss army knife. Uh, he's the uh, architecture. He's the lead architecture now, I think. Okay. Well, he, the, the, the guy's sharp. He knows a lot about crypto. Um, I would say, you know, if, you, if you're really into doing deep dives on specific protocols, yeah. I would definitely check out his um, Ethereum competitors. It's on our blog. Um, and he, he touches base with, I think it's like the top 10 um, Ethereum protocol competitors by market cap. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does a deep dive into the tech, but it's still kind of smooth and easy to read. Uh, so if you're like me where, you know, you can kind of talk tech with someone, but at the end of the day, I don't really know what the hell's going on ever. Uh oh. Oh, here it is. Here we go, Steelers. Did you find it? Here comes our first guest on the video. I'm famous. Hey. Say what's up to the people out there. Hey, what's up, round tablers? Right? Is it? Can I get zoom in? I don't even know. Can I get that right now? Yeah. Oh yeah. Dima, oh, you're. Uh, this is your second time on the podcast yeah, in two yeah, weeks. To, uh... Maybe this time, uh, you know, they'll hear me because I'll talk into the mic. Right. <laughs> So, uh, what were you guys talking about? Tell us what you think of uh, Boston. Boston? Oh, it was great. Uh, I was just like thinking about it, how, you know, we travel to these different conferences and like see the people that we usually see at the conferences, like, you know, our partners and stuff. So like a family now, you know, (laughs) we travel (laughs) and it's like seeing each other and then also, you know, meeting new people there that essentially become family, you know, also. So it's very exciting. Uh, I think the turnout was great overall um so I would, you know i would definitely do it again yeah so, this is for you guys thanks man i appreciate it yeah. you're the man there you go cool you. all right well carry on <laughs> <laughs> later dima so yeah you finally got to see dmitry chesnikov i know a lot of people have been commenting said he had one of the smoother voices around and they wanted to put a face to the to the voice so there he is he's got his hodel hat on he was actually a huge um like celsius he was Poster on their boy. Instagram page. He was on their Instagram page. What is so? Tell me what Celsius is all about. I have no idea. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I might, maybe I know a little bit about Celsius. They uh, they do lending. lending. Yeah, yeah, they do lending platform to businesses. So um, if you are if you have crypto, uh, maybe a lot of our our listeners have a surplus of crypto. Man, we're showing a lot of projects today. We are. We're on a roll. Um, it, uh, anyway, Celsius. They um, if you have a surplus of crypto and you you want to give out a loan. They actually collateralize um, loans with crypto, so you would actually be able to give Ethereum to Celsius, and then they would provide you know all the due diligence on the lendees and all that gotcha. stuff. Um, gotcha. And then I think they said it's it's something like it's six and a half or seven percent um, interest that you're making on your crypto, and that's payable like every week they pay you. Yeah, they said something. I heard something this week that they were doing that with Ether as well, which is interesting based on. What ether's gone? Oh, did through. I say EOS? I meant ether. Yeah, it was ether. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. Cool. Not EOS. This is not everything EOS. <laughs> For the ten thousandth time. Yeah, we yeah. saw. We met Celsius uh, at Token Fest in San Francisco in March. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Dima's been, you know, riding them for. For, for a while now. So I'm glad to see his hard work paid off and he's finally on the Instagram page of Celsius. <laughs> uh, did a lot of brown nosing for that. But anyways, uh, based on what you said, at least you told me, you know, um, off the record was that, and now it's on the record. Shit, uh, should it be on the record? It should be on the record. Token Fest, compare Token Fest San Fran in March to Token Fest Boston in September. Um, okay. Uh, uh, you can shit talk. You can shit talk. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, it it just wasn't as good as token fest in San Fran. It felt to me, it felt forced. 
And I think the real comparison is uh, Futurist up in Toronto. I mean, we can't sing their praises enough. Um, and I'm, I'm excited actually to check out HoshoCon here in mid-October and then Malta Blockchain Summit in, in early November because I want to see how these compare. Um, as far as this Boston Token Fest, it wasn't bad. I mean, the, the opening night ceremony and the party was awesome. I think that was the best part for me. It was like they had live jazz music going. It was very classy. Mm. It was in a very cool location, kind of overlooking the city. Um, but the actual convention itself, it just seemed like it cleared out a little bit um, very early on day one, or at least like, you know, kind of early afternoon on day mm. one. Mm. Um, and... I I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe it's just me comparing it to Futurist, which I thought was an amazing conference yeah, at an amazing great. venue. Uh, but you know what? You know what's actually interesting, and this might be part of the reason why is this conference. The hotel for the conference was right across the street, mm. so maybe that gives people the ability to freely kind of go back to their room or have uh. a private meeting or take a call or get work done. So when they come down to the conference, they kind of do, you know, one or two laps because going to a conference can be awkward. It's not easy to go up and talk to people. Especially if you're there by yourself or yeah. with one other person. Yeah, yeah. So it's easy to make an excuse to maybe just go back up to your room and send emails or something. Mm -hmm. Whereas Futurist, that the location it was at, it was an awesome location, but I don't think it was near any hotels. So once you got mm -hmm. there, like you were there, mm -hmm. there was no leaving unless you left for the day. And um, mm -hmm. that might've played a part in it. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud about it, but. Um, token fest was, it was okay. Uh, but I know they've got another one coming up. I talked to a guy, uh, who's on the block talk episode actually. So if you want to know more about it, check out block talk. He was from, can't remember, can't show that one. Cause I can't remember where he's from, but he was talking about how they're going to do, uh, another token fest. Yeah. There's going to be another token fest. I think somewhere in the Midwest. Okay. If I had to guess, I'd say maybe Chicago. Mm. So yeah, but, uh, I also have another uh, interesting tidbit from Token Fest in Boston. I was able to interview uh, one of the guys in, in basically in control of the marketing efforts for North America and for this side of the world uh, for Tron, mm. uh, which is very interesting. Did you uh, tell him about my bags? I didn't tell him about your bags, no, but Tron, uh, we, did a, we did an exclusive interview with them. And uh, he talked about kind of what their efforts are because a lot of people associate Tron with like that. It's that Chinese company. Uh, there was a lot of hype around it. Then they launched Mainnet like almost the same time as EOS. Mm -hmm. And I haven't heard really anything about Tron. Yeah, I think the whole thing against Tron was that like for a long time, it was just like vaporware mm -hmm. kind of just trading on. And then I think there was like a plagiarism incident as well. Um, right with I, their with their um, white paper. Yeah, I really you you make a good point. I mean, I haven't seen much about uh, their mainnet. Uh, what what you know, what apps are launching on their mainnet? What I what is Tron besides like just a protocol? Is it so? Well, Tron, yes, it is a protocol. They also bought um, uh, not it was it BitTorrent or UTorrent? BitTorrent. Um, Bit Okay, a yeah, BitTorrent. The, the thing is, I don't know. It seems like they've been pretty scattered with their approach. I mean, they've got a shit ton of funding, mm -hmm. um, but you know, they and their protocol. I get it, but maybe it's just because you know we have everything EOS and we get to learn about EOS all the time. Maybe we need to learn. Maybe someone needs yeah. to start at, uh, totally Tron. Mm. Do you know who that should be? Probably you. You're the biggest bag holder. <laughs> You and Joe Argiro. Oh God! Yeah, let me talk to Joe. See who see who has more, who has a heavier bag, and then we'll just set up totally Tron. Yeah, I mean, I've spoken about this before. Like Tron, Let's decentralize check. the web. I think that's a, I think that's a cool idea. I don't know how they plan to do it. Mm. Uh, there's probably people out there who are holding Tron who know way more about it than me. They're screaming right now. But as far as, well, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm looking at Tron DApps, you know, dot org or trondap.org and the biggest one i see on here is probably gifto have you seen you seen gifto correct is that do they uh, have one called game.com they have one called game.com that's an amazing domain name yeah, that, is. that must be that must be a hundred thousand dollar domain name probably even more game.com yeah let's see so we're checking out daps this actually is interesting because it seems like daps are going to be kind of the next 
wave of things that, that everybody gets involved in. That is an absolutely ridiculous. Someone paid a shit ton of money for that. You're right. Wow. Yeah, game.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like just like a gaming ecosystem where they can. Gaming is going to be one of the you know I think premier uh, you know ways that crypto is going to get mass adopted because you can have platforms that trade or or you can you can go cross platform right like what if you right. played a lot of PUBG or played a lot of Fortnite and you were able to get crypto that transferred to another even PC system or something like that so yeah gaming is going to be cool it just looks like a gaming ecosystem okay but yeah look look the the whole dap system is what 15 maybe even less yeah and some of them look like they're tron like made them themselves yeah tron wallet so yeah they, i mean you raise a good concern what where are the daps or what's going on with the right. mainnet well and it, i understand i mean mainnet for for tron and for eos just launched three months ago um i mean well th- okay three and a half months Oh, yeah, uh, that's huge. Yeah, Pornhub officially integrating Tron. I mean, it, it just seems like it, it, Tron is a meme, pretty much. That's been their biggest. They're like, uh, I don't, I don't want to offend Tron holders out there because at the end of the day, anything can you know turn into the next big thing. Yep. I think they've got good funding. They, the guy I did the interview with, um, he, he's you know he seems like a sharp guy. He believes in Justin, um, but I don't know. We'll have to see with any of these. Here's the thing. Da- everyone wants dApps to get developed, to, you know, four months ago when the mainnet just launched mm-hmm. three months ago. And it takes so long for even normal cloud-based software to catch on, you know? True. Like people use Uber nowadays. You know how long it took Uber to get a, a user base or Airbnb yeah. to get a user base? And now people th- think like dApps are the next big thing. Maybe they are the next big thing, but it's going to take so long for these these dApps to get actual users and to actually have a UI that's, you know, simple and easy that anyone can use it without even knowing they're using a blockchain. Agreed. If you want to keep track of these, these dApps, there's a really cool, uh, you know, website called dap radar and dapp radar.com. And you can see the top five, uh, you know, most used exchanges, most used games, but this is by volume and users. So, uh, it's a really cool and also really eye opening. Uh, you know, experience because you can go onto the top five uh, Ether dApps or Ethereum dApps and see that the most users that let's like let's see here. Out of the top twenty, only tw- yeah, out of the top twenty, those are the only ones that have more than a hundred users. That's crazy. How fu- how 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 ridiculous is that? That's is that a hundred users total or a hundred users? This is users twenty four hours. Twenty four hours. Okay, so what's the sort by users twenty four hours? I'm curious that, to know which is that. No, it, no, is that sorted? That why does the top one say twelve? Because that's a these are these just like Coin Market Cap and just like all these lists that we talked about the other week. This one features. Oh, uh, so they're making man. Money. What kind of company would feature people and make them pay does for it? That? <laughs> so yeah, here's what's funny though that that project's featured and they only have twelve users. Yeah, in the so, past twenty four hours. That's brutal. Yep, up fifty percent. <laughs> so what's three 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 ETH? It looks like uh, I have no high idea. risk is a category. Yeah, that's that's weird. Um, but Crypto Kitties is high, the, high risk for what to put it on your computer yeah <laughs> crypto kitties has a high risk in losing value for your kitties um i have a shit ton of crypto kitties if anybody wants one so hit me up oh that could be our next giveaway if you're out there you're still Ooh. listening q is going to give you his rarest crypto kitty for free if you give us the best youtube comment not, that also makes fun of q i'll give you a crypto kitty not my best crypto kitty all right well who's your best crypto kitty I can look it up. We can look it up. I'm not going to waste too much time. Try to fill this time with banter. Go, Ev. Um, okay. So anyway, like I said, um, Boston was cool, but we're looking forward to HoshoCon coming up. If anybody's going to be out there in Vegas, let us know. I would love to uh, you know, get some content with you. When we go to these conferences, we really, uh, we really want to just get good content. So we're not going to you know, make you pay more than 10 grand to talk to us. Just kidding. Obviously, it's free. Uh, we just want to find good content, talk to interesting people. Um, and then uh, of course, Q and I, as you guys know, if you're real round tablers, we're heading out to, uh, the multi blockchain summit, which is going to be interesting because I'm only taking a backpack and I'm flying like the cheapest airline. And if you can see my general size, 
as I'm compared to most people, it's going to be fucking terrible. I'm not flight. sitting next to you. Yeah, no, I'm going to be on a different flight than Q, but I mean, I'm just taking a backpack. I did like the option where you basically have to like stuff a bag down your pants to even get it on the airplane. And, uh, it's going to be brutal. So we'll see what happens with that. But I am excited again to be in Malta and check out yeah, that. Be fun. All right. So I pulled up some of my crypto kitties from way back in the day. All right. So we're looking at your best, ki- your best kitties. Which one are you going to give away? I also want to show you this. Uh, I'm going to give away one of your choice, but I also want to show you this because Ooh. at the height of crypto kitties, I was literally checking kitty explorer every five seconds. <laughs> look at the, look at this, the amount of ether price per day. I don't know what that. What's is. the spike for? Lately? I have no idea what that is. It's because there's probably two kitties being sold a day. Mm. But anyways, at the height, the average kitty was being sold for about 0.5 ether, and now it's being sold under 0.1 ether. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! 0.5 ether, like half an ether? Half an ether when ether was, was like 800 bucks. Yeah. Holy and shit! And me and Rob were deep, dude. I had a, I had a Microsoft Excel sheet with all my kitties, <laughs> trying to like breed them and trying to make money. And now I'm fucked. All right. So, anyways, Mr. Whiskers. All right, I got here. Uh, Cherry Garcia is a is a pretty good one. Is that uh, rare? I can't even tell what's rare. Yeah. Are you want to be I, lower generations? You kind of do. Um, we have. Uh, listen, just. W- it's going to be a long time to kind of explain this process. So if you can just pick one, I've got furry Prince jr. Okay. Uh, Cherry Garcia, lucky perp. Oh, I like kitty one, two and Chaz Michael furry. All right. How about this? Um, hmm. you got to choose one of these four. I kind of like furry Prince jr. The way he's given like the eyebrow, like yeah. the rock. Okay. Sounds good. So furry, okay. furry Prince jr. Will be he's a generation one and he's brisk. He brisk means he's ready to ready to mate. That's essentially what that means. Does it change or does that always stay the same? No, it changes everything until you eventually can't breed. Okay, so like you have like your kitty will be in heat, and then he's ready to go. Yep. He's ready to rumble. He's, he's ready to go. That's why he's got the whisker. That's why I mean that's why he's got. That's the what he's like. He's scouting yeah. for a nice uh, whoever Fairy Prince Junior's. So okay, anyways, anyway. I probably paid about a hundred dollars for that guy. So, um, yeah, good luck with that. Anyways, where were we when we just went down that crypto kitties rabbit hole? Oh, oh we were oh. talking about top dabs. There it is. All right, we'll finish up. I think, uh, we're, we're clocking out here. Um, but, <laughs> we're clocking out pretty soon. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, crypto kitties, the most popular game on Ethereum has 470 users, 24 hour volume. That's ridiculous. If now we always go into the EOS show, but DAP Radar also has started to build out other protocol uh, betas. Okay, so let's see how the EOS DAPs compared to ETH DAPs. They're doing much better. Really? Uh, yeah. So the it's U- not surprising. Oh, Candy Box. So Candy Box is, I think, the development uh, like area for the okay. developers. So don't mind that. But under that, EOS Knights is getting fifteen hundred users. Uh, is that like hours. crypto kitties except you just fucking make knights I think in a battle and shit like that um, oh if they battle that's cool but like dap people can we make a fucking new thing please yeah <laughs> I think Seriously. they battle and shit but EOS bet is on there 652 so I hope they come out with more uh, other than EOS I hope they come out with more uh, protocols with the daps yeah uh, so that um, we you don't can see the users that are using you know, cryptocurrency or blockchain platforms. Somebody that makes already makes good games. Have you ever seen like voodoo games? V O O D O O voodoo games. They do, they do mobile games and it's all like very simple shit, but it's addicting. It's like keep the ball on the track. It's like rainbow road or, you know, someone like that should make, should someone should like contract them out and do a crypto based. Mm. Why not? Yeah. It's not that hard if the transaction, first of all, EOS is supposed to be, you know, the the fast blockchain, the usability, the scalability and all this stuff. If you're just running a level and then whatever your score is goes on the blockchain or something like that, yeah. why not? Yeah, that's that. I think that's uh, a use case there. I think there's other platforms now other than uh, EOS. I think um, IOST is one that we're pretty hot on. Uh, that's going to have fairly, uh, not instant transactions, but fast transactions. Um, but yeah, uh, I think, you know, that's going to be a cool thing to look for going forward. Yeah, I agree. 
How's the, uh, anyway, all right, we, we got to wrap this up soon. People are getting tired of our asses. Uh, and now they have to look at us. For now they have hour. to look at us. <laughs> Brutal. But yeah, so you thought the uh, podcast with, with, with uh, Ashton was good then? There's just one thing I'm concerned about with Ashton, and it is, what is my man's last name? Is he um, a one-name man? Kush, Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, that's him. Kutcher. That's him. I know Ash. I knew Ashton Kutcher was in the crypto <laughs> he's, market. He's actually he's Brazilian. He doesn't have a last name. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I thought the interview with Ashton went well. Like I said, short, sweet, concise. Ashton, uh, you know, he works with a bunch of projects, so he wasn't uh, Ashton Wolf. That's it. Wolf. He wasn't necessarily here. That's not him, but his name <laughs> is Ashton Wolf. Um, <laughs> but uh, Ashton, he does uh, work with a bunch of different projects, so he wasn't here just rambling on about one project or another. He, uh, yeah, he actually, you know, he, he's got experience in the space and he wanted to chat us up about kind of a broad round table of ideas. Yeah. He's good people, man. And I, uh, the round you say round table, but I think everyone knows now that we've been exposed. It's actually the table's not round. <laughs> it's not. What are we going to do? Damn. Change the name, I guess. All right. So I guess without further ado, then we're going to cut away. And uh, the next time you see us, we'll be sitting right here again, except we'll have Ashton on the line. Sound good? Sounds good. Cheers. Cheers. All right, Ashton, my man. So I don't need to uh, sit here and try and get to know you because we've already had enough history together. You've been working with a couple different projects. You're working with Lexit. Now you're working with Eaterbase and you were on some crazy ass cruise uh, that Q keeps telling me about. I do. So Ashton, why don't you uh, introduce the folks at home to yourself and all the projects you've worked with and then you know maybe tell us some fun stories when we get into it. Word, sounds good. Thanks for having me on again, guys. Uh, so my name's Ashton and I've been working in the space since about 2015 and I've been working on a bunch of different projects. Um, since I kind of got into the whole ICO space, I've worked on projects like Polymath, the security tokens platform. I've worked on SelfKey. They do uh, self-sovereign identities. Uh, like you said, Lexit. Uh, right now, I'm actually working with a project called Clear. And they're like the trust factor for online gaming. And I'm also working with Wirex, the leading crypto card. Uh, who else? Let's see. Uh, Eaterbase. It's going to be Europe's first fully compliant crypto exchange. Pretty excited about that. Uh, and I'm also working with another project called Digital Bits. And they're like a stellar fork working on loyalty and rewards for the hospitality and restaurant industry. I've, I've heard of Digital yeah, Bits, actually. Have we worked with them before? Uh, I know we've heard of them. I don't know exactly where from, but yeah. That doesn't look like they're landing. It, it sounds you like you got your up. hands full, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, Ashton, let me ask you something, man. Uh, you're obviously fully enveloped in the crypto space. You're, you've made a career out of being, you know, an advisor or a consultant. How do you do it? How do you keep finding leads and, you know, what keeps you going with all these different projects? How do you stay organized? Well, I actually work with a company called Tor Solutions and what we are, we're like an accelerator for a bunch of different startups. And, you know, we find a bunch of projects that have a clear vision ahead of them, um, you know, as long as they kind of have, you know, their shit together, it, 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 uh, we, we tend to make some moves with them. You know, we do everything from full stack marketing to content PR, distribution content. And, you know, we, we try to find the best projects in the space that we feel, you know, uh, we feel very good about. Hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about Etterbase? Yeah, so that's actually my favorite project we're working on right now. Um, Etterbase is like I said, going to be the Europe's first fully compliant crypto exchange. And they're based out of Liechtenstein. And what they're doing right now is focusing on getting pre-listings for the launch on their exchange in around Q4. And the progress is going pretty well. Um, we've met a lot of great different projects. And right now we're only accepting around 30, but the pre-listing applicants just keep flowing in. So it's a lot of work trying to meet up with these guys and figure out who's best for the platform. Right. I heard a big time rumor that Etterbase's uh, goal at the end of the day is going to be uh, Euro pairs. Is that, is that true? It's actually more than just Euro pairs, my friend. Um, they just received... Tell us the, more. 
Yeah, they just received a go-ahead from the Financial Market Authority on Liechtenstein to integrate any fiat pair. And it'll be all without a centralized banking system. So ultimately what they want to do is get you know, their e-money licensing and be able to set up these IBAN accounts to where you can ultimately bank within the exchange and you know, withdraw, deposit your fiat, and turn it into crypto within just a few clicks mm. and vice versa. Interesting. Yeah. So I guess that kind of answers my question, but you know, I was going to say, well, as a user, what, what benefits me? So you're saying basically the user can bank and, you know, trade crypto all in one platform. Ultimately. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then later on next year, they're going to have crypto cards to where you can just have it automatically linked up to the exchange. Oh, that's not good. Uh oh. <laughs> that's all. That's going to be me spending my money. <laughs> Cool. So for, you know, anybody associated with a, a project, a, a token looking to get listed, uh, how do they go about that process of, you know, getting in touch with you guys and what benefits do they receive for filling out the application and, you know, getting listed? So what we're trying to do is uh, token swap. It's ultimately a free listing. Um, it's X amount of these Eaterbase XBase tokens for X amount of the uh, client's tokens. And what these tokens actually do, they grant a membership access, which gives you a bunch of different benefits. It's nothing like any other exchange token where you just kind of use it for trading fees. Um, it gives you access to up to 75% discounts on withdrawal fees. Um, you have access to the social dashboard where, you know, you can have influencers on the side and a lot, uh, plenty more benefits. We've got it all in our blog. So Ashton, uh, if the folks out there want to find out more about Eaterbase, where do they got to go for that? You can just go to eaterbase.com. And if you're a project interested, there's a tab up in the right-hand corner that says pre-list your token. And if you guys ever decide you want to go through with it, then you know we'll do our due diligence and set up a call. Bam. Sounds like you've given that pitch before. Uh, a few times. <laughs> <laughs> I also see there's a uh, ebook here that we need to download for Ev, Crypto Trading Guide. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's like, you know, it's for new and advanced users. Uh, I've read it over a couple of times. It kind of refreshed my memory. I haven't been trading too much in this bear market, kind of waiting for the all season, but it kind of tells you, you know, what to watch out for, you know, kind of how to uh, just be aware of, you know, what's going on in the bearish or bullish market whenever it happens. Right. Interesting. Uh, well, and I think that's a good segue to talk more about, you know, these market conditions because we, we are the ICO Alert Roundtable. Shout out to all of our roundtablers uh, that are now watching us on camera. Um, you know, we, we always talk about market conditions. People want to know. They want to hear from people in the industry. Maybe they're, you know, they're working a job, doing delivery, or they're, they're a lawyer at a desk and they can't keep up with crypto. And we're blessed to be full time in the industry and keep our eyes on the market, keep our uh, ears to the ground a little bit more. You're just like us. Maybe you have some insights on the market that people don't have. So what are your thoughts on this current bear market? You know, when is it going to end? Is it good for the market in the long run? Um, and, and, you know, what are, what are your strategies throughout this bear market? Personally, I think people should stop worrying about it. You know, there's, it's kind of in a downfall and, you know, people aren't feeling too good about it, but people should start actually focusing on their projects and working on product development and, you know, using this blockchain technology to their advantage and start excelling in the space. You know, everybody's kind of worrying, worrying about the price. And I don't think that's the key. Me personally, I'm forever bullish. You know, back in 2013, we saw, uh, we saw a bullish market when Bitcoin first hit a thousand dollars and then it dropped down to around a hundred to $300 range for almost two years. So, I mean, my advice is, you know, stay in there strong. If you've been in the game and you've hung out this year, then you're doing well. Yeah, I saw something on uh, Twitter the other day where it said bear markets are when the building happens. I think when the, when the ultra bull market is happening, all anyone can think about is what? The, essentially just the price. So, right. I, 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 go, go ahead. It's just like when they think about the, when there's a bull market happening, all they care about is really getting the money and they kind of forget about building products. And that was like the ICO phase last year. You know, a lot of people were just raising millions of dollars and oh, they kind yeah. of just like fell off, got uh, discouraged by the bear market. But now yeah. this is their time to actually start, you know, moving forward and working towards 
what they actually aim to do in the first place. It's right. actually, it's actually kind of a joke in the office uh, early in, uh, or I guess mid 2017 to late 2017. It was so bullish in the ICO market that we would literally get BTC and ether payments with no transaction. Uh, like no one would, would claim the transaction ID. So literally we would get, get payments and no one would claim them. And that just tells you exactly what, the market was all about people were just giving us money reckless spending reckless spending money at you yeah <laughs> and, and i guess it um you know we we are ico alert obviously um but icos have taken a hit as far as even just the retail market and a lot of people are starting to look into more of like secure token offerings and raising money through private capital have you seen a similar trend with that and what do you think overall will be the fundraising model trends regardless of the overall crypto market? From what I've seen since around the beginning of this year, private, like private funds are definitely the new wave. Uh, you know, ICOs are slowly, they're just kind of like slowing down a little bit. Nobody really wants to risk their Bitcoin or Ethereum for another token, you know, unless they have a clear vision of what they're working on and I just kind of believe that nobody wants to, especially for Ether, man. I mean, it's, it's really low right now and nobody wants to give that up just for a token to either fall or just be pumped once as soon as it hits exchanges. I agree. Yeah, definitely. So tell us a little bit. I know I had a, a previous phone call uh, with you before we had you hop on the podcast here, but this is what the audience has been waiting for. <laughs> yeah, we're going to, if you stayed on this long, this is what you waited for. <laughs> the uh, I want to. I'm not gonna let. Uh, I'm not gonna do any of the talking. I want to hear all about your trip, uh, your cruise, and your conferences uh, that you've been going to uh, here over the past week that you've been telling me about. Tell us a good story, Ashton. It better be good. We're putting you on the spot. Really <laughs> good. Say no more. So uh, my journey first started out in Barcelona for the Coins Bank cruise event. And, you know, it was epic. We ended up going to Monaco and then Ibiza and there were tons of big names. I mean, you had Eric Benz from Clear. We had Roger Fair, uh, Jimmy Song, Brock Pierce, Cone Vase. Uh, I mean, it was huge. They were and, on, a cr- on a cruise ship with you? Yeah, we were all on a cruise ship, man. That's and crazy. It was good. Like there was a lot of good projects, you know, having a few booths set up here and there. But uh the two most interesting things that had happened were the poker night that Clear Protocol had held. And, you know, you had Brock Pierce at the Bitcoin table dealing all the hands. And you had Tone Vase going up against Charlie Lee. and What? Uh, no way. John. Yeah, man, you could see all the pictures on the Clear website. It's insane. I need to look and, this uh, up. Yeah. And, uh, what's it what's was, the Clear was, website? What's that? What's the Clear URL? Uh, clear with a Q. Q-L-E-R. Q-L-E-A-R.com. Okay. Yeah, another another ICO alert plug during the round table. Yeah, you can see it up on uh, their Instagram and Twitter as well. But yeah, uh, the poker night was epic. I'm going to be honest. It was my first time ever playing poker. And, you know, I was up about uh, 150 bucks. And I was actually pretty excited about that, especially for my first time, you know, beginner's luck. Did you walk away from the table or did you get wrecked? Um, I had to walk away because that's when the tables were closing. So I got, lucky. Uh, this looks yeah. awesome. Yeah. We're looking at it right now. We're looking at all the photos. There were a picture of Roger Ver. That's yeah, awesome. See, yeah. That's, that looks great, man. That looks great. Did they have any crypto going on or was it fiat? How did they, how was the uh, payment? Three of the four tables were fiat, but, uh, Brock Pierce was at one table and he was dealing the Bitcoin table. Of course he was. So yes. how did they do it? Was it like chips represented Bitcoins or, I mean, yeah, obviously. Uh, buy-ins, you know, there was, we, we plugged it in at, at a certain market price, whatever it was. And the buy-ins were anywhere between a hundred and $500. And, you know, people were putting in a set amount of Bitcoin. It's all recorded on some spreadsheet. And then the rest was just fiat. Nice. That's hilarious. That's great, man. That, I think that's really cool. So, so after the cruise, you guys landed uh, back in Barcelona or, oh no, it was Ibiza, right? Ibiza, yeah. Okay. What, and then there was another whole conference there that we yes. somehow missed, Ev. I don't know how we did that. Must have been yeah. cute not answering his emails like usual. So. <laughs> yeah, it was the Futurama conference. That one was uh, hosted by Brock and they had a lot of really good panels there. Uh, Jeremy Gardner from Augur was there. Um, and you know, it was like a, it was 
to be honest, it was one of the weirdest but coolest conferences I've ever been to. It was in the middle of a forest at this giant villa. And, you know, that was, it was also like a big networking event, you know, after everybody was done working for a day, we can go out and party and, you know, network a little bit more and meet some other great people. So it was fairly interesting. Do you party at all, Ashton? I can't disclose that. <laughs> Spoken like a true partier. Yeah. I, I usually never party. So mm, as he takes a sip. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was epic though. You're almost forced into it. But there yeah, were well, cool people there. I mean, everybody there was, there was a beautiful vibe, beautiful people, you know, I definitely wouldn't trade that experience for the world. Yeah. We, we've been on a bit of a road show lately with, uh, with ICO alert and going to all these conferences and crypto and blockchain space. And you always make friends and have a good time and go out and turn into, you know, we were, wh- who was the guy pouring the whiskey into or pouring the vodka into Dima's uh, mouth and, uh, yeah, in Toronto. Slate, the guys from Slate that were putting yeah. on the Futurist conference. Shout out to Slate. We were best friends with them for a night. And uh, but you know that's that's what's cool about the space. Uh, you know everybody's it's still nuanced enough that everybody can still cut loose and have a good time and know where their roots are based. So Ashton, yeah, yeah. man, we appreciate you coming on the show. If you have anything else you'd like to plug or any other uh, links or URLs you'd like to direct the fans to, uh, give us a big shout out now for where they need to go. Sure. Yeah. Like I said, if you want to check out uh, the Eaterbase exchange, you can find them at uh, eaterbase.com. Um, aforementioned clear, they're the trust factor for gaming. You know, it's, they're actually working to prevent a way better solution for the online gaming to prevent hacks and, you know, other people from losing their data to centralized providers. And they are clear.com with a Q. And then you can find Digital Bits, uh, digitalbits.org. That's a really cool program. They're actually based out in Toronto. That's probably where you guys heard of them. Yep, that's definitely where we heard of them. Yeah, and then WireX, uh, wirex.io. You guys can find them there. I'm sure some of you guys probably have their crypto cards. And yeah, I mean, that's it. Uh, again, I appreciate you guys having me on the show. Yeah, no problem, Ashton. And uh, I know it's, you're in Estonia over there. So it's pro- what time is it in Estonia? Uh, let's see. It is 11.36. Oh, that's oh, not too bad. That's not too late. You want to keep them for one question longer? I know Q has a question. I don't really have a question. I just want to see Ashton in person. I know we met Mike at the Futurist, uh, Mike Lucku uh, at the Futurist conference. We need to get you uh, at a conference that we can, or even come to Pittsburgh. I know that's, a pr- again, a pretty far fight from Estonia. <laughs> but uh, right. yeah, man, we need to get you a- a- in town or meet somewhere and, you know, kick it. Definitely. Yeah. Just let me know when the next conference you guys will be at. Uh, I'll probably be in the States around late December. So I'll definitely catch a flight and link up with you guys if that's the case. That's perfect, man. That's perfect. Well, I appreciate you, uh, you coming on the podcast, man. It's always, you know, nice catching up with you guys and, you know, good luck with Etterbase and all the projects that you're associated with. Definitely. I appreciate it. Thanks guys. All right, Ashton. Peace out. See ya.